Thank you all of our prayers for the victory of our anniversary in the coming days and weeks. Pastor Joffrey Cortez will be arriving in uh, on Wednesday. So we'll fellowship with him and um, and his wife. We pray that the Lord will bless us. All right, so um, let's carry on with our series of this book of Psalm. We are now in the book of Psalm chapter 69. Chapter 69 of the book of Psalm. This is you know, um, quite a long um, Psalm, but we will just uh, select some few verses here to start with and we'll go along with these um, points. <clears throat> right, um, if you are there in the book of Psalm, chapter 69, I will just read from um, 1 to 11, just follow with your eyes, but I will cover most of these verses, verse by verse. <clears throat> Psalm chapter 69, verses 1 to 11. All right, let's, um, let's all stand if you may. And we will just follow with your eyes. I will read these verses from verses 1 to, 69, uh, to uh, 11 from the book of Psalm chapter 69. Save me, O God, for the waters are coming unto my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. They, they that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine, of mine head. They that would destroy me, being mine enemies wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restore that which I took not away. O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid with thee. Let not them that wait on thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. Because for thy sake I have, been, um, I have borne reproach, shame has covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, and an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. And the reproaches of them that reproach thee are falling upon me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting that was to my reproach, I made sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb to them. Let's pray our Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord, uh, once again for bringing us together into this place of worship. I pray that your glory and your honor will always be exalted in this place, O oh God. And that, Lord, um, you will bless your people and you will speak to them, Lord, in a practical way. And that, Lord, um, they may be able to understand the principles of your word. And that, Lord, we will all rejoice together to receive your instruction and to follow your, your precepts, O oh God. And that, Lord, you will bless your people with your words. That with joy and gladness of heart, Lord, we will serve you. Bless these people once again, and thank you, Father, for this um, book of Psalm, chapter 69. This time, uh, King David wrote this um, to the peck 
um, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ when he came to this earth 2,000 years ago um, all these things Lord were written also about him and Lord we'll see this time the blessing of your word and I pray that uh, you'll just bless your people with understanding and knowledge and give us wisdom Lord to apply the principles and thank you Father and I, I pray oh God that um, all the churches here in New Zealand that preach your word that faithfully Lord uh, serve you I pray that they will also receive the same blessing and all the um, pastors that are now preaching in the pulpit and standing uh, before their people I pray that you give uh, these people wisdom and that Lord your people will rejoice in you strengthen your people oh God and uh, we pray that you will um, continue oh God to touch our hearts and to um, hearken unto your voice and that Lord you will um, give your people victory thank you once again Lord thank you for these people and those people who are still on their way that you will bless them Lord and that they will arrive here uh, safe and sound in Jesus name we pray amen please be seated this chapter of the book of Psalm is a psalm that talks about the king of glory and we know who's the who is the king of glory and we know that it is the Lord Jesus Christ the king of glory and you see here um, the Lord Jesus Christ is the king of glory but he is rejected but at the same time in the end of time he will be exalted so that's what's going to happen here um, with the Lord Jesus again no one will read this chapter of the book of Psalm um, without recognizing that this talks about the Lord Jesus and here the Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah is very clearly be a subject to this writing and again Psalm 69 is one of the most treasured um, chapter of the book of Psalm or in fact um, you know about the Messianic Psalm we will find here the humiliation um, the um, the Lord Jesus Christ being humiliated but at the same time you will also find here the Lord Jesus Christ being exalted and again um, this is another proof of the inspiration of the Bible because this talks about the Lord Jesus Christ where the Lord Jesus Christ in fact was born 1,000 years after this was written there's no no one no one um, you know knows about um, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ 1,000 years after but what exactly happened to the Lord Jesus Christ when he was here on earth was already pre-written pre-written here in this chapter of the book of Psalm so again an amazing amazing scripture that we have the reality of the Word of God and again you will find here that um, this was written 1,000 years before the birth of the Messiah and looking at this chapter and looking at the life of the Lord Jesus what happened to him we have um, like um, um, dual feelings to that we, we weep when the Lord Jesus Christ um, 
was chastised and, and punished of the sins that he did not do. And we rejoice at the same time uh, to know that he would be um, he would be crowned. So we weep when we know that the Lord Jesus Christ was rejected among men. He was a man of sorrows and he was the one acquainted with grief. But we rejoice when the Lord Jesus Christ in God's timing be exalted to the highest position and the holiest position of Lord, uh, as Lord of heaven and earth. Because that is his title. He will become, you know, the, the Lord uh, of all lords and the King of all kings. And here in the book of um, Philippians uh, told us about the exaltation of the Lord Jesus Christ and his, uh, first his um, humiliation and later on his exaltation in chapter 2, verse number 5 to 11. <coughs> Um, that is in Philippians 2, 5 to 11. <clears throat> Let this mind be in you, um, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And verse number 9 is the latter part of the Lord Jesus Christ after his suffering. Verse number 9, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that as the name of Jesus Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. So that's what happened there. That's why there is this mingled joy and, and grief when we see uh, this book of Psalm and also see the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a great um, blessing um, to see the end of the whole of these things because if we look at the present, it just uh, gives us the pain and sorrow and, and, and anguish. But if you look at the whole picture, the, the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ, the rejection was just temporary. Um, the, 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 his being a man acquainted with grief and, and a man of sorrow is just temporary. But eventually he became you know, exalted as king of kings. And he was exalted above all um, that is called gods. <clears throat> now, as we see here, the the Messiah um, he pictures himself in in a, a very you know um, lowly um, person. No one really likes him in those times. No one. Um, help him. No one really sympathized him. As he said this in verses 1 to 3, verse number 1 to 3, he said, Save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. You see, these verses give us a word picture 
of how the Lord Jesus Christ suffered the reproach of being humiliated. He was humbled. He was, you know, um, <clears throat> the person, <clears throat> the Bible says, who knew no sin became sin for us. He does not know sin. He, dis he did not experience sin even once. And yet, because of sin, he, you know, he was punished. He was punished of the sin that he did not do. You see, that is, um, you know, um, a sacrifice really that on the part of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Messiah here, and 2 Corinthians 5.21, is that what happened there in verse uh, number 21, 2 Corinthians, or yeah, 2 Corinthians 5.21. And, and uh, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And you see, again in verse number 2, find this out in your Bible in Psalm, um, Psalm 69, verse number 2, the Messiah here pictures himself as sinking deeply into the mire. He said, he said that um, uh, I, I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am coming to deep waters where the fl floods overflow me. And again, in verse number three, his crying brings dryness of his throat and dimness to his eyes. And he waits for God to release his suffering, to release his anguish. Because he was really in pain. And again, um, that is a very, very hard thing to, uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ to go through. But he carried all of that suffering upon himself. Why? Because uh, we know that because he loves us. He loves the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That giving of the son is not really something that is, you know, easy. It is not something that, you know, it's good to give the son there and then the son is treated well and the son is, you know, uh, um, taken care of. No. He was, he was uh, wounded, the Bible says, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement um, um, of, of our chastisement was upon him. That was really sad. But that's what happened there. The Lord Jesus Christ sacrificed his own body for all of us. In verse number 4, you will find that, verse number 4, it says, um, They that hate me, um, they that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine head. They that would destroy me, uh, being mine enemies wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restore that which I took not away. You see, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ quotes uh, from this verse um, as he makes it clear that he had done nothing to evoke hatred and uh, from those people who inflicted injury upon him. And here in verse number 5, you will find also um, that the psalmist here uh, gives testimony to his own life in this verse. Now, this is now about David. This is no longer about the Lord Jesus. When he said um, in verse number 5, O God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hid from thee. So the psalmist here showed his own testimony. 
um, included his own testimony, personal life testimony. And again, since unfoolishness could never be attributed to the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore, this is about David himself. And in verse number 6 to down to verse number 18, you will find there that um, the Lord Jesus Christ that directs his prayer to God for deliverance from the reproaches that have been fallen upon him. In, in, in verse number, beginning from verse number 9, um, here we are projected to the time and place where the Lord Jesus Christ pours out his heart to God the Father. Take a look at this in John, John chapter 2. In John chapter 2, the book of John, chapter 2, verse number 17. Bible says, And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house had eaten me up. And this is what exactly what's written here in, in, in verse number 9 of the book of Psalm, chapter 69. For the zeal of thine house had eaten me up. And the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. This was written 1,000 years before Jesus Christ was born. And exactly this verse, <coughs> these words came out <coughs> from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he tried to clean up, to clean up the, the temple because people are selling and buying, <coughs> making business inside the temple. And, and the Lord Jesus Christ was so displeased about those people making business inside um, the holy place. <clears throat> now again, um, uh, we see in verse number 10, we see in verse number 10, the Messiah is again pictured here as weeping. He, was, he is also pictured here as uh, doing fasting. He said, when I wept, and chastened my soul with fasting that was to my reproach so here you will find that in verse number 11 also um, while the rulers speak evil of him in verse number 12 he said verse number 12 they that sit in the gate speak against me and I was the song of the drunkards so the Lord Jesus Christ directed his prayer to God in verse number 13 and his prayer contains the petition to be delivered from those who would swallow him up. It says in verse 13, But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the, in the truth of thy salvation. And in, in verse number um in verse number 14 and verse number 15, you will find there that um, the Lord Jesus Christ was praying because uh, these um, evil people around him will try to swallow him alive. Let, I said verse 14, deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood um, overflow me neither let the deep uh, neither let the deep swallow me up and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me so again this is just you know uh, he pictured how he pictured his situation with all those people who went against him 
They, they fought against the Lord Jesus Christ for no cause at all. There's no reason. There's no reason why they acted in that way. And yet, th those people, they just, they just tried to destroy the Lord Jesus Christ for no reason. Nothing. And again, another segment here of the Messiah's um, prayer now recorded in, in verses 16 up to verse number 18. And you will find here that he prays for help in the hour of his distress and for God's protective care as these enemies assailed him. Now you will find verse number um, verse number 19 and ver to, to verse number 28 is another segment where you will find that his prayer, the Lord Jesus Christ's prayer continues because of the reproach has fallen upon him. His heart was broken as the reproach intensifies. Every single day it intensifies. And, and, and he found no one that would extend mercy. He found that there's no one that would um, sympathize with his cause. You will see that when the Lord Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross. When the Lord Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, no one sympathized with, with him. He was left, you know, the people um, mocked him and spat at him and, uh, you know, deriled him and humiliated him. All his disciples fled. And those people that loved him followed him from afar. And it was really um, a place of... Um, isolation. It was a place of um, a very difficult situation for the Lord Jesus Christ being alone. And the worst scenario of that cross is when the Lord Jesus Christ himself was left by the Father. That is why he could not bear it anymore. As you see the story there of the cross when the Lord Jesus Christ um, cried with a loud voice and he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That is, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, I think, even though it's painful to him, if his disciples would, would turn away from him, that was painful enough. When the people that he loved will turn their backs on him, that was already painful in itself. But there's nothing too painful to the Lord Jesus Christ when God the Father even God the Father turned his back on him. That is why he, cry, he cried there with a loud voice, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And with that, um, the Lord Jesus Christ prayed that God will deal harshly, in verse number 22 to verse number 28, uh, that God will deal harshly upon these um, enemies of, of his. And that, um, um, and he prayed that their table would become a snare, and that they would be entrapped by that which should have been for their benefit. In verse number twenty-two, look at that. Verse twenty-two: Let their table become a snare before them, and that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. And um, 
again he, he, he asked that their eyes be dim and their and their bodies be shake um, shaken with weakness in verse number 23 verse 23 it says let their eyes be darkened and their and that they, they see not and make their loins continually to shake so that was that was really his prayer out of his anguish and and and, and frustration at the cross and and especially knowing that he did nothing wrong and that is what the people did to him and other petitions that he made in verse number 24 you will find that the indignation and anger of God must be uh, will be toward them and in verse number 25 you will find uh, that desolation uh, will be to their dwelling places in verse number 26 you will find that for they persecute him whom thou hast smitten and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. Verse 27. And in the, add iniquity unto their iniquity. And let them not come into thy righteousness. So he, he said in his prayer, their names be blotted out of the book and, and, and for feature of any form of righteousness. Verse 29. In verse number 29, you will find the, um, the verses here. Um, he has this plea to God for deliverance. He said, But I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. In verse number 21, you will find that um, the sacrifice that he made um, should be more acceptable unto the Lord. In verse number 32 also, uh, hope of life for those who seek God is his prayer. He said, verse 32, the humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live um, that seek God. In verse number 33, you will find uh, the acknowledgement of God's um, uh, open ears to the prayers of the poor, to the prayers of those who are uh, who live in righteousness verse 33 for the Lord heareth the poor and despiseth not his prisoners now you will find here in verse number 34 to verse number 36 which um, in the last part of this uh, segment you will find that in these verses um, there is a call for heaven and earth along with all that dwell um, in the seas in the world, in the land, to praise the Lord our God. Assurance that God will save Israel and rebuild the cities of Judah and that God's people will again possess the land of promise. That land of promise will be the final place where the Lord Jesus Christ will reign. And again, it, it, in, in, in a bad shape at the moment, it is a target to all the enemies of um, righteousness and um, they are trying to eradicate the people of the land and uh, the children of Israel the people who love God and the people who um, who are chosen of God and they are trying to um, eradicate them to get rid of them but we know already that that is the you know the, the place where the Lord Jesus Christ would reign in verse number 34 notice this let the heaven and earth praise him 
the seas, and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion, and will build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there, and have it in position. Right now, Israel will try to take the land for their own, you know, inheritance and position, but the world, the, the enemies of Israel will try to, you know, uh, to displace them or to put them out of the land or eradicate them or kill all of them. And again, um, that is what's in their heart, but the Lord in the end will triumph and he will, he, he will dwell in that place. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. You see, again, the, the very important verse in this um, chapter is verse number 34, when the Bible says, Let the heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moveth therein. This is a, a very, um, um, you know, um, beautiful chapter of the book of Psalms because this shows the Lord Jesus Christ very, you know, clearly in this chapter. The Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory, and how first he was rejected and later on he was exalted. And that is uh, what's going to happen also um, in the future when the Lord Jesus Christ will be acknowledged as the ruler of this world. Right now, a lot of nations, a lot of uh, kings and monarchs do not recognize the Lord Jesus Christ, but time will come, and that time will not be very long. We are approaching unto the time that the Lord Jesus Christ will be crowned as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that is our consolation. We see all this troublesome time in Israel, a very, very um, dark moments of our, you know, um, life this time, but we know already what's going to happen in the future. The Lord Jesus Christ will set up Zion, the place there, Zion, the Mount Zion, is the place where the Lord Jesus Christ would reign, yeah. and all the world will report upon that place where the King, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, would set up his throne. And all of us that are subject to the Lord Jesus Christ will rejoice in his reign because he will reign in righteousness and fairness and justice. And everyone will be um, re rejoicing in the Lord because um, the problems of this world will be solved. And there will be no animosity, even the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom, the lion can play with the young kids young children. The snake will not bite. That is how you know the, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ when he reigns. When we have a good leader maybe in our land, well, we may have a, a good um, um, political leader and then can restore peace and order, but the Lord Jesus Christ is more because the effect of his reign will not just affect the people you know, in the land, but also even the animal kingdom. Everything will be restored into like a paradise. We'll go back to the Garden of Eden when the Lord Jesus Christ would reign for a thousand years.
and that is our comfort that is our you know uh, joy looking forward to the future and looking past all this trouble and and this um anxiety that we have right now but we look forward to the coming reign of the lord jesus christ the king of glory he was rejected but later on he will be exalted this bar is a friend our father in heaven thank you lord for that for this great reminder of the future and looking uh, back of what the lord jesus christ went through and looking also forward uh, for the lord jesus christ what he would be oh god with a blessing that um, we are here uh, in this point in time lord uh, being given assurance of the great triumph of the lord jesus christ in the future that all of us that are believe believers or all of us that love the lord jesus would be part of that reign and lord there will be no more death there will be no more sorrow there will be no more pain there will be no more heartache and and and, and separation lord what a great joy uh, that uh, would be um to our um benefit of god in the future uh, because we believe in you and i pray oh god that more and more people would believe in you because lord um you will be glorified at the same time the people will be saved oh god i pray that you'll continue to encourage us um despite of these hours of darkness despite of this time of uncertainty lord our assurance uh, oh god we place upon you and we thank you lord for your faithfulness to us bless all your people now we thank you in jesus name we pray amen let's take a break and uh, we'll come back soon.